Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. We're talking Winter Olympics. The Pixel is selling out. And oh my goodness, y'all. Drum roll. Black Panther. Let's go get it. Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Where's this come from? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech. Today is a special day. We are covering a whole bunch of dope topics, but most importantly, it's Black Panther Week. I got my man Ryan Hollins back in the place to be. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, bro. Thanks, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. What you been up to? I've been grinding out, bro. Grinding I've been, out. I've huh? been getting my Achilles shine on. Okay. Uh, been hitting the airways. Been hitting the TV. Uh, it's it just working, man. In the lab, and I, I feel like. For me, now that basketball's over, uh-huh. um, it's time to bet on myself, man. You know those moments where you you, you just bet you you break away from the norm, and you you just have faith and belief in everything that you've been doing, and you know you you're talented, but you had a fear of failure, man. It's time to let go, man. Hey, it's not about being fear feel fearful of failure. It's about failing forward. You know what I'm saying? Your failures are your fortunes, as I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's good that you're embracing yourself. Absolutely. And running with it, man, because you, yeah. you, you you got a talent, man. you got a talent with the broadcasting thing. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, we got a lot to cover today, so let's get right into it. The first thing we got going on is how will technology transform the Winter Olympics in South Korea? This is an amazing story because a lot of what's happening with the Olympics technologically is fantastic. I don't know if you caught game. But we all know that the Super Bowl is probably one of the biggest sporting events, you know, in the United States, really in the world. But the Olympics, the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics come like a, a, a close second. Um, and what's really dope about um, these main stages, these huge platforms, because everyone's tuning in, is the technology that they drop during this time. And so you're able to see, like, literally the newest connectivity and digital media on a global stage. And so... Uh, North Korea, I mean, South Korea has really embraced this. And one of the biggest things that they've done is really opening up the virtual reality space. So a lot of set up like tons of 360 degree cameras in the stadium so that people can have like a real immersive experience while they watch the sporting event. So my question to you is, my man, I mean, we've always talked about this, especially with even with the NBA. But do you see this more as a norm, more trending as a normative thing? Or do you think this is kind of like just a gimmick? No, man, this is going to be the norm. And the one thing um, I and another, a, a lot of other uh, athletes and even Wigan Warriors, we, we watch the, the Winter Olympics and go, I can do that. Right. What's so hard about that? It's just a hobby. That dude just has time on his hands. But you talk about the tech side of it, and the Winter Olympics are truly visually stunning. Yeah, they are. Uh, from the skating um, to the luge to the bobsled. Uh, everything about it you watch and it's just it, it's captivating like it's it's art and uh they call it a sport but in my mind i see more of a skill mm-hmm. uh you you have a 16 17 year old kid uh winning a gold medal yeah. a couple of ladies stepping up and representing uh but it, it's it's just visually stunning and when you bring technology into that field you you get a chance to get in with the skier. You get in, yeah. you know. You get on that track uh, with the luge or the bobsled. Uh, you, you get in there and you see um, every single uh, skill that I'm going to call it as a ball player. I'm going to call it a skill right now. <laughs> okay. Um, forgive me if I'm I'm, I'm offending anybody. Um, but it's just it's vis- like the skating. Like I could just watch. It, there's something about the motion of skating. I could literally watch it all day long. 100%. And it, it, and it it captivates you. And like technology brings. 
a whole nother element to that. Uh, so when I watch, like, I just I get excited just knowing the breakdown. How fast is he going? How high is he going? It's very now, exciting, right? And I'm in it's there very, with you exactly. And that's the thing with the whole virtual reality is that, like I said, it's immersive. Like you're literally like on the ice. You're on you're on the snow. You're on the mountain. You're on the ski lift. But not only virtual reality, but I believe that this is one of the first Olympics where they're shooting exclusively in 4K. Which is pretty cool for all, all of you out there that have 4K televisions. Um, but you're getting, you know, the, the hyper quality in terms of the clarity of the imagery, the saturation, of vi- the vibrancy of the imagery. Um, but the biggest thing that was crazy to me was the security technology that they have mm. invested into protecting the athletes and, and the fan goers at the Olympics. Obviously, you know, we're right by a uh, demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. Man. So they're trying to you know, obviously prevent any, t- any acts of terrorism or violence. But the level of technology they have is incredible from drone technology with radar networks to like like thermal imaging and vehicles where they're able to detect Word. like chemical warfare like it's on a it's like on a whole nother like is this, page is this almost like is it is it safe to say that the i feel like man it's i'm gonna I'm go real deep on this when you watch the movies i almost wonder has this been a forewarning to the technology that we will see and almost like kind of like let me let me numb you a little bit before we blow you away and say yo like this technology has been possible that we can see your your names uh, yeah. your movement your identification yeah. and track it uh, f- from a destination and plug that into an algorithm um, that knows who you are what, what right. you talk like um, what's on your mind through your cell phone through your credit cards through your face being scanned through a drone or camera that you don't even see and. And it's almost like well, you you get numb to it, right? Or you're you, oh, I see that in a movie. It becomes, you it becomes normal. It becomes you, every day, right? And right. you don't know what's real or what's fake, right? Well, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say me personally, but I can I can see I can see the 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 point that you're making. Would like, it be safe to say, Kelly, that you may not know all of what technology is out there? And it, and and I I don't think you're a cat that would assume that things aren't no, certainly I mean, possible. There there are, there are things that are probably being developed right now that would would completely blow my mind. That would be like, yo, this I wouldn't have envisioned this in my lifetime, not alone yeah. like 2018. Right? Th- I'm just saying, I think they're in play right now. Of course, of course they are. One of the things that I thought was dope, and I want to ask you because you are you know an athlete, but they have the technology that they are developing. They have developed for the athletes in the Winter Olympics these heated uniforms, where it's made out of this flexible, um, conductive ink, where it keeps <laughs> the athlete mm. warm. Like, and not just that, um, it also has it's like water repellent, so it 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 could give you 11 hours of heating so if you're if you sweat you're not going to freeze yeah. like that's crazy right like i mean have you ever experienced anything like that you know being a, a professional basketball player where the technology was implemented in your uniform absolutely uh, <laughs> adidas had made a real push um to have like these performance uh leggings tights uh undergarments and tank tops <clears throat> where they would have um kind of like a strip that would support your body or your muscles um, in a certain area, I, I think that they, it kind of has gone away. But if you ever, I remember, if you ever watched Dwight Howard to kind of warm up on the court, yeah. and they were they were like these these silver strips across, so it's supposed to um, enhance uh, maybe breathing or, or whatever it may be. Um, I just came from working out right now. You made a joke about my hair earlier. It's all good, but you see, I'm wearing tights, 
And a lot of guys, you go, you oh, You wear man, tights even when you're not working stop out. It's it. all good. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. They go, oh, man, that's, a, that's so trendy. That's so this. Nah, man, I'm an old man. So when I wear something on the court is to perform, uh, help myself perform better. And what the tights do is similar to what you said, is they keep you warm during the game. You feel secure. And for a guy who may have a muscle stiffness or, or knee aches, um, my knees don't get cold during the game, or if I sweat, uh, it necessarily stays in. So that's just another cool feature. So like what you said, obviously, yeah. I don't know if it's the, to the effect of what you talked about. But, but I mean, it's there. Yes. It's there. Man, well, I think that's fantastic. And that's, that's one thing that I personally love about like the sport um, is that, or just sporting sport period, is that you're able to integrate a lot of you know, different art, art, art forms from like fashion to even like now technology. And so like how all these things kind of play in concert with each other. I think it's phenomenal. But I love seeing it. You know, I'm, a, I'm obviously a tech head. Love seeing it from the visual representation to the security measures that are in place, the social media to even the, the wearables that, you know, the athletes are using to get into the Olympic Village to pay for food. All that stuff is just mind-blowing to me. I think it's, like you said, it's going to be more adopted into the general public, but we kind of see that that advancement with, you know, events like this or with athletes. So I think it's pretty cool. So let's switch gears real quick. Speaking of the Olympics um, and speaking of technology, man, the actual opening ceremony that happened last Friday was hacked. Did you hear about this? I did not, man. So, I did yeah. not. That's that's huge, dog. <laughs> and like we talk about me and you all the time offline about you know just how sophisticated you know these these cyber hackers can be and just what you can do to like really decimate like industries. And so this is a point, an example of when hey, a hacking group was like, you know what, we're going to send a message, a political message mm. to the world, and by doing this, we're going to prevent either lights coming on or prevent. You know, certain things happening with your infrastructure, with your with your with your computer management systems, we're yeah. gonna shut it down to prove to prove a point. And we could we could actually destroy it, but we're only gonna do a little bit wow. just to prove a point. What do you think about that? I think there's a movie like that. I, I forget. <laughs> uh, and they they went in and I, I believe like they robbed the bank and like nobody got shot, nobody got killed. It was just a message that was sent. It was kind of terrifying that at the end of the day, these weren't the bad guys. They were really the good guys, and like, I, I almost sit back and wonder, man, like, right now, like, Akili, let me ask you, like, fool for thought, dude, like, what would be worse, a group of terrorists that were going and shooting and killing or cyber terrorists that could literally crash our infrastructure, our, our banking system, our electronic records? Like, what's more scary at that point? Uh, that's an easy answer. I mean, any type of physical violence always will take the cake. You know, I want to be able to protect my kids. And so if there's someone that's going to come in and shoot up the place, that's always going to have me well, what, on red alert versus someone that might steal my money. Well, in this day and age, you have, you have Teslas, you have all these cars are uh, electronically um, connected. Yeah. So you don't know that these terrorists could not take, you know, take control of the car. You know, yeah, exactly. like I said, you see in a exactly. movie, so it's like... Obviously, physically, my, my first answer would jump in with yours. Like, heck, no, nah, I don't want somebody coming and shooting. We don't have a chance. But uh, let's say you're on an elevator, technology bugs out or something. Like, the way we're going, oh, yeah. that technology could potentially be significantly Weaponized. worse. In airplane, Weaponized, 100%. Oh, airplane going down. Any any form of technology that could be used to aid or cure or heal can also be used very destructively mm. to injure, to maim, to kill. So I feel like... 
that speaks to our dependency of the technology. And, and we're in a we're in a, a, a zeitgeist. We're in a, a, a generation Ooh. where we are literally connected to our devices like it was a piece of our, our, our flesh. Yes. And so I think that dependency allows for that type of destructiveness and injury. So we have to be cautious of that. But um, you've been watching Black Mirror, man. I'll, do we have to do this again? I, I, you've <laughs> been very do, busy. Do we have to do this again? I don't know. I'm the one that put you. I'm the one that put you up on game. Been watching, had time to watch TV. Okay, brother. I have not actually. Okay, but this, I have seen Black Mirror. The next season, though. Yeah. The latest. Yes. So you found time within not having time to watch it. I'm, yes. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Hey man, you put hey, me man. on it. Hey man, hey, I'm man. not fighting it. Hey man, thank you, thank you. Well, anyway, I also put you on the on on getting iPhone. So you was on that Samsung. <laughs> I can't even Stop do it. Stop it. I can't even do it. Anyway, I'm going to switch gears to the iPhone. What do you think about this price point coming down? So the, what Apple is saying next year, uh, around uh, their release time in the fall, they're going to reduce the price of the iPhone 10 from a thousand bucks to seven hundred bucks. Is that news to you? Shouldn't there be a new iPhone by that time? <laughs> right. Not exactly. the same iPhone cheaper. No, I'm sure there will be a new iPhone, but they'll probably have this one as a at a at a at a lower rate. That tells me that this iPhone is bombing. That you have to announce that hey, wait till next year. Let's get some pre-sale orders at a cheaper rate. Uh, it definitely didn't have the the uh, print that the other iPhones have had. Samsung is not Apple. They don't have the same system, uh, but it is a better phone. Let's not fool ourselves. It's just we're addicted to that iCloud and the connection as my uh, phone goes off in timing telling me to get to the show. Maybe that's why I was late last time. Um, But nonetheless, uh, you don't want to leave Apple, but I don't know too many cats who, who went out and got the 10. I don't either. And I'm normally right, we're like, right we're in line. Yeah, we're right yeah. there trying to get the new stuff. Like, it didn't really interest, didn't pick the interest at all. No. Okay. So the screen is like kind of like rolls over kind of the idea that Samsung oh, okay. already had. So you, you get to have an Apple Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they told you. No, that's out of control. Well, anyway, um, I know we're both kind of Apple apologists. We all have, I mean, you have an Apple Watch, you got two iPhones, you got the whole Apple computer at the house. I'm in. Like, that is the system. You got, you got the CarPlay too, right? Yes, yeah. I do. Yes. So, I mean, everything you got is Apple, but hey, we'll see if they're going to drop something really dope, you know, in the fall. We'll see. I, I, I am not, not going to big it up too heavy because I don't, I, don't, I don't foresee it, but hey, we'll see. The jury well, is out. Okay, the jury well, is out. Let me ask, because we both haven't gone over, and I'm, I'm sure maybe you thought thought about it. What would Samsung have to do uh, to get us on board? Like, what would they have to innovate with? Because obviously the camera's better. Like, if I take a picture at night and a Samsung takes a picture at night, I'm like, ah. I think you take the picture. I think it's the ecosystem, right? Because we always make fun of people to have the... The green, the green bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like we want to be able to have you know all of our products be able to be shared and linked, and so that's the thing mm-hmm. that Apple provides is like, hey, I could be working on the email on my phone and then hop to my laptop and the email's right there. Yeah, or I could be browsing on the internet and boom, it's in my browser on the phone. Yes, like Samsung ain't really giving us that. So if I have a Samsung phone but I got the the, the Mac laptop, mm. like I'm, I have to like literally you know switch between exactly. Both. So I think I think if they could figure that out, which I don't know how they would do because. Apple has, has marketed themselves to be a luxury company, right? Yeah. So, like, these are luxury products. Like, these are high-end products. Like, you don't have that mystique and that type of feel with Samsung. It's funny you say that because with, with a, a big point of me going over, because I was like, I was like, all oh, PC or nothing. Those Macs don't do anything. They're just all all display. 
when I went over, it was like they don't have viruses. <laughs> right. exactly. And it was like they last exactly. because I was literally, you'd get a PC, they'd sell you the software, and I swear that software was putting more viruses <laughs> on your thing, and then you had to buy a bigger Norton package or whatever package. It's to a essentially, hustle, right? Exactly, yeah. and I just got tired of the hustle because <laughs> I was like, I'd rather pay more for this Apple than to have to be repairing my Samsung every five minutes. Hey, exactly. I, I completely, completely can relate to that. PC and me. But yeah, man, um, this is a really interesting story that came across my desk, man. YouTube, right, is adding more channels, but it's also getting more expensive. So your YouTube TV, um, which is a streaming service, is expanding its programming and is going to add the Turner Network. And that includes TBS, TNT, CNN, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, True TV, and Turner Classic Movies. And so they're being added to uh, everything else that you have on there. Um, you'll also be able to get NBA All Access, MLB, MLB TV. Um, but they are moving the price point from 35 bucks a month to 40 bucks a month. And so that this is going to compete with Hulu, which is around 40 And I believe, um, I think it's uh, DirecTV that also has a price tag of 40 So... Being that you are a guy that's really not cable dependent, you've cut the cord, um, and you pretty much, you know, you have your Fire Stick, you have your Apple TV, mm-hmm. you got you got your whole setup at the crib, right? Yeah. So, do you think this is like I don't know if you're a YouTube guy, but if you subscribe to that platform, but do you think that they can compete in the ecosystem at forty bucks a month? My Netflix is ten bucks a month, about like ten ninety nine. Okay. I think fourteen ninety nine with the Ultra HD. With the four K, yeah, yep, with exactly. the four K. You got to give me that price point for me to go over. What do you mean? Otherwise, I'm just paying for cable. I, I'm not buying YouTube TV at forty dollars a month. I don't unless if I have to, and I'm not watching those channels anyways. So I get it. No, I can no, watch no, them. No NBA TV. No sports. No, no. no I can. Say, I'd rather have cable. No, I do. I have a. I, I'm trimming down. I'm not all the way off. Okay, but I have. Uh, the most basic package of cable because I want to get my ESPN. I want to get my sports. It's much like the movie theater. I got to go and see my action film in the movie theaters. Everything else, I don't mind waiting to watch. So if you're YouTube, okay. you got to give me a a no-brainer price point because you are online. And I understand they got to make their money and they got to pay those advertisers and to actually have that content. But I'm not paying for so, it, dude. Not so, at 40. So this doesn't interest you. So having a cloud DVR where you have unlimited storage. So like... Obviously, when you had a cable subscription, you know you had your 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 top box that gave you what say what five gigabytes worth of space or whatever whatever it was, yeah. right? So this is unlimited. You could you could store anything you want. I don't care. That doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm not right. paying forty dollars a month, dude. And you get to have six individual users per account. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's Why also, are you limiting my <laughs> users? I'm not paying forty a month. All right. Well, hey, you heard it there first. I agree with Ryan Hollins. Like, I don't believe I would uh, partake in this either. I don't think the value was there. Maybe when they get like Viacom and other other additional um, networks to be a part of the bundle, it might be more attractive. But forty is pretty steep, especially when you have cats like Slant TV that has twenty bucks um, as their price point. I mean, really, you don't need it. Like, like you said, Netflix is ten bucks. Like, I mean, you got all of it right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get you got to come with something a little hotter than that, bro. And, and I mean Netflix is killing the game right now, and they're giving you that 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 you know there may still be a four ninety nine option, a ten ninety nine option, a seven ninety nine, and a fourteen ninety nine. But those are reasonable. But they realize I can get everybody at ten dollars. Hey, I can get ten for the win. Everybody for the ten. Ten for the win instead of thirty or forty percent of you 
at 40 bucks a pop. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. And obviously, I mean, I can really entertain myself on Instagram, on YouTube without paying for some TV package right now. Um, and I think that's just, you know, there's going to have to be a new way that we go about advertising because what you're paying for you is YouTube is realizing trying to get in the TV and communications field is that that advertising costs those rights to those TV shows cost. So something is going to have to be something's going yeah. to have to change here. That's right. Hey, well, like I said, you heard it there first from Ryan Hollins himself. Let me run, run this by you. So I don't know if you're familiar with uh, YouTube star Logan Paul. Have you heard of him before? So he does a lot of like um, like funny videos on YouTube. Um, sometimes they're like music-centric. They're like sketchy and very comical in nature. But he got under some really hot fire um, when he took a trip to Japan and he actually posted a video of a person who had committed suicide. And it caused an enormous controversy. And so a lot of people are advocating for YouTube to a essentially kick him off the platform and so youtube is saying well we have a you know kind of like our terms and conditions rules and regulations that if you violate you know our our terms and conditions three times then we'll kick you off and he hasn't really violated the terms what do you think about this do you think that he should be kicked off by doing something doing something so insensitive or do you think that youtube is right in you know, supporting him and standing up for him, saying that he can still be a part of what, the content so, creating give community. Me, give me more. <laughs> what did he actually capture? Them killing themselves? No, he he. So he he posted a video of, of someone who actually committed suicide. It was a dead body, and and he, and he posted the video. But it, but like it wasn't it wasn't a, like he wasn't like giving um, reverence to to what had happened. It was more like making fun of it almost. And so it was very insensitive. It was very. Uh, disrespectful it was insensitive and so for that reason he got a lot of criticism a lot of flack and so people were like nah off you like i'm not trying to support a person that would do some some stupid shit yeah, like that something so callous. exactly so the question is like as a platform should youtube like still stand by him because he didn't technically break the terms and conditions or should they be more punitive and if and if your answer is they should be more punitive how do they regulate case by case um Instances. Unfortunately, they have to stick to their terms and conditions or they're going to have a fat little lawsuit from this guy on their hands. And uh, I would recommend to the people um, not to go at YouTube, obviously, because they do have to follow those terms and conditions. Um, but to stop subscribing to this guy, stop giving him attention, stop getting him uh, on air, stop, stop watching, man, because if he can't value uh, human life and I understand you're almost angry at somebody for committing suicide because um, it's the the ultimate uh, cowardly act. If you can uh, logic in your head um, to do that, um, it, it's it's a really tough deal rather than facing with the world. And I understand some people have mental illness and they really can't see any other way out. And I don't want to speak uh, um, insensitively on anyone's behalf, um, but that's, that's definitely not the way to go. It's selfish to your uh, friends and family and loved ones around you. But I would say for the people to band together and have a movement, man, to say just don't unsubscribe from this guy. Don't follow what he has to say. Don't argue with him, and essentially he'll go away. But that's a very insensitive move. But unfortunately, uh, YouTube right now is handcuffed, and they would they would end up losing a whole lot more by taking this guy off. And the people, uh, people power other people, and that's really what YouTube is built on. As long as there's no, um, you know, child injustices or. Um, you know, illegal acts necessarily going on. Hey, that's what's up, man. Great take. I, I love that take. That was awesome. So, yeah, we just shifted gears from talking about the iPhone, right? And I know we've kind of had our little jokes about, you know, 
other 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 phones and devices. But what was your stand on the Google Pixel? Were you out on that, or were you like, yo, you know, I might consider getting that? No, I can't, man. It, it's it's too tough because I would essentially be leaving um, the bubble, my nice little comfortable blue eye messages, um, and and a phone is gonna have to like blow me away like it's gonna have to like control my car watch the kids give me a back massage like i'm gonna have to have a lot to break out of this little comfortable bubble where all my friends and family are on it and i'm comfortable and i look down upon those who give me the little green text messages back and don't see my emojis pop through that aren't iphone users so i understand another phone might be good great cool the the camera quality is somewhere but it's not enough to take me away so i mean just cell phone wise like i I feel like this is a real depressing cell phone talk like like give us some creativity some some innovation right we just haven't had it and and yet we're we're stuck with these uh apple products as a way of life right now hey i completely agree with you however i am and i've said this many times before i believe the google pixel one day It'll take a few years, but one day will be a very hot product, a very hot commodity. And, I mean, when you look at the whole global uh, smartphone market, you know, per year we're selling about 1. billion units. So the Google Pixel only shipped 3.9 million um, in 2017. So they are, like, literally a drop in the bucket in terms of the whole market pie. Yeah. But every year since they've, they've dropped, they've been on an increase and small incremental increase, but hey, they are growing, 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 growing. You, you mean to drop my, que- a dime? my question to you is, okay. go ahead, drop a dime. But my question to you is, do you think that ten years from now, like we might be having a conversation about, man, you got the whack iPhone? You think that's ever, even a possibility? Very I, much I got so. the Pixel. Hey, man, we we all, we said earlier, Mac was like it was a joke, like those big old bubble all in one computers. They were <laughs> jokes, and then. Uh, they just went so far ahead with Steve Jobs from a, a audio visual uh, level for people who like to create content and look at content like yourself and I, and said, "Yo, I have to look at it on this uh, on this Mac screen. Mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to consume my content here, especially if I'm I'm developing and creating content, and it's and it's easy to do. And to that same note, I did an internship at, at Google uh, this last summer, and I'm up there and we're messing around like, hey. Get rid of that iPhone, blah, blah, blah. And a couple of the, the people who actually work at Google, yeah, they have their little Google phone. And on the side, they pull their iPhone out the out their, out their pockets, you know. So um, it's not there yet. I will tell you one thing from visiting Google is that Google is like, they're on some like trying to take over the world type stuff, dude. So like, I mean, from obviously they put out the safe drive, self-driving car to the to the VR, and and they are on the heels of technology where they could loop in all of these platforms, and and they get it, and they're they're customer friendly, and they're realistic to the things that they're seeing and hearing, and they're like, well, we may not have the better phone, but we're gonna make apps that Apple has on their platform, and we use these Google apps and platforms. So they're, they're slowly but surely almost infiltrating the iPhone system like a virus. Now imagine they make all those programs must-haves. They make them compatible, and then you got to go over to that Google Pixel or phone when the time is potentially right. Okay. All right, brother. Wait, well, man, I didn't get no Google invite. What's up with that? You, anyway, you anyway. absolutely did. Anyway, I did not. You absolutely did. It's cool, though. And we can go back. It's cool, bro. Don't I got, you I got my own like Google that. Connects, son. I got my own wow. Google Connects. Anywho, 
You gonna play me like that? Speaking you gonna of, play me like that? I didn't tell you. Silicon Valley. Oh my god. Facebook. I told him. Is bringing its Messenger Kids chat app to Android devices actually today. Um, so I covered this story a few weeks ago about uh, a lot of activists who were really strongly opposed to the Messenger Kids app because they felt that it was destructive to their uh, cognitive development um, and that giving kids at, between the ages of 6 and 12 a platform where they could actually like instant message kids was not socially, uh, culturally um, a good thing for parents to, to to allow their kids to do. So they are they still want Facebook still you know said no this is good because we've talked to you know we've talked to psychologists we talked to family counselors about this and this could actually be something that could be very educational if used properly. And so they have now brought it to the Android world today. And you you my question to you is I mean obviously you're a family man you're a father you have kids like how do you in this tech-dependent landscape that we live in, where kids come almost knowing about technology before they even have words, how do you manage, how do you dictate when they can use technology, what technology technologies they can use? And to that point, do you think you would let Chris or you would let Eve use something like this? I, <laughs> I understand the dependency that kids have on those iPhones. <clears throat> And because there's in tablets, because they're simple, you give it to them, they're hooked. For the parent, it's like, oh, cool, I got a, a free five hours. That's the babysitter. But ultimately, I try my best to shelter my kids from any iPhone, any tablet. I try to monitor the usage because I want my kids to be kids. I want them to go out and play in the dirt and feel the dirt in their hands. I want them to go out and swim in a swimming pool. I want them to run across the street and up and down and throw the ball in the driveway and still be kids. And if you create and you lock these kids into a world, you really, really, in my mind, hinder them from actually being That's kids. Right. I remember That's swinging right. from the kids, from the from the trees, Achilles, uh running the grass, and I'm still, we're you still were swinging from the trees. I was swinging from the trees like Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, all man, all through the backyard, through the bamboo bushes, <laughs> through the oak trees, um, through the palm trees, climbing up them, just experiencing nature and life. And I don't want these kids to have that taken away from them. And I have a, a as a father, I have a, a social, a real social issue with Facebook and Instagram. And I posted this to them to when I went up there and they don't they didn't want to hear it. And I said, the analytics that you guys have on the system, you guys know that you break up a lot of relationships. You break up a lot of marriages. And I believe, man, that just my point of view, man, Satan, Satan is going to put those temptations in your face, in your eyes. And for a married man, you pull up your phone and you see a half naked girl. And you don't pay too much mind to it, but that pops up into your your phone and your presence every single day for the next three months as I'm trying to look up a basketball game or a statement or a really cool article that I'm interested in. And they put that in your subliminal. And just that enough in that subliminal can break down somebody and it's torn down families. Does Instagram care about that? Have they offered a better a system to filter through those things? No, they haven't. They're all about making money. And obviously, um, it's to own to someone's own responsibility to use their platform the right way. But I believe that they have a responsibility of having a better filtration system and not just an analytics that hey, your buddy's looking at that. So you got to see it. That's not cool to me. So what's the difference between my children being uh, exposed to certain things? And I get it. This may be in their mind a safe platform. But what do you ultimately be become? 
If I'm watching Nick Jr., I'm going to grow up and watch Nickelodeon. If I watch Disney Jr. growing up, I'm going to go and be a Marvel fan, a full-on fan or whatever. So you're just you're just giving them this technology at a young age, and now they're hooked into the Facebook. I want big Facebook, Mommy and Daddy. Why can't I have the Facebook you have? Well, I think I think you I think you've hit upon a good point, and I think you know again is even with anything that is is any type of media that is consumable, be it music, film, television, be it social media, like it, it comes with responsibility. It comes with you know a, a sense of of kind of like how, and especially when we're talking about children, like you want to be able to curate their experience, curate curate what they are digesting. Because cognitively, like I said earlier, like they're very impressionable. Kids are sponges. And kids don't have the necessary social uh, tools to be able to d- d- discern what is correct and what is incorrect. And so you have to be able to a- allow them the space to have a creative platform to be able to uh, foster their imagination. But you also have to be very careful so that it doesn't, like you said, ruin it or, or, cr- or plant a seed of destruction. So I think that... Uh, I think it's really up to the parent's responsibility because, like you said, the device should not be a a, a, a substitute for your parenting. No. It should just be it should be a, a a learning resource, just like a book would, just like an experience would. Yes. But you should be monitoring. You should be engaged with that child as they are using it, not like, hey, go play with that. I'll see you later. No, yeah. like we are doing this together, right? And so that I can see that you have an understanding. We have an understanding. Yes. So I got I got something and I also pose an idea to them, too. Um, And I said, as a father, um, if you gave me complete control over my filters or if you gave me a family friendly filter in which I can create an Instagram account for my children comfortably in which they don't see any comments um, where they could follow a Disney or a National Geographic and all that they were able to see was the photos. And they didn't want to see that. They didn't want to hear that because they know when you uh when you limit the exposure you limit the other things that they can see or they can follow or i would have to allow or essentially verify what my child was able to see i don't want my child to see comments and be thumbing through even on the most positive pages what someone can say and they weren't really privy to that idea they want to create a world in which you get lost and not understand it so you substitute morality uh for those dollars and yes it may not be on a big scale but like me and you know you know what those analytics are you guys know what's happening you see people dropping off um the map or dropping off of your platforms or as a couple, you see two people clashing back and forth for a series of direct direct messages. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't give that all the way to you know the social media platform. I believe there was a couple that had had some issues because of someone's um, engagement on the platform. They had issues before that. There's there's deeper issues, but I don't want to get into all that. Well, let me like, th- can I ask you something then? Go ahead. If 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 it's you and your buddy. Yeah, or we'll 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 pose not you, we'll goes a couple here, right? There's two couples here, uh, husband and wife, and you're the friend that you have this friend on the side, and he's mutual between both parties. But every time he, the husband hangs around with his friends without within that association, he throws a couple negative seeds mm-hmm. in the husband's way. So what the husband should essentially do disassociate from that friend because he could be the seed that breaks those two up that could already be having a problem. He could, he could be. So does the friend have no responsibility or morality or value to what that couple's relationship is? Well, see, the, in your in your example, the friend being the the social media platform, like I believe the way that it's set up is not that it's siphoning content 
for you based on what your friends have looked at. Mm-hmm. It's it's distributing the content. The algorithm is based on what you've looked at. So if you want to look at the 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 naked girl or whatever, it's because you search for a model. And so because of that, that algorithm is now a part yeah, of but what they you also see. Know- they're, you're promoted, so what I'm, what I'm you're saying promoted is, to what a male, but between I, the certain ages of course, and limits, they have, you know, they and they're going to they they're gonna put that in your forefront. Yeah, but there's a hundred. They could put forth motorcycles. They could put forth football. They could they put could. forth anything. The fact is that they have, they have monitored your usage and the fact that you probably looked at not just one model. You probably looked at a few of them. And so they're going to they're going to attribute that to, okay, well, he's interested in this space. So the algorithm is going to be more nuanced to that space. So you get to see more models. I believe that that's not, it's not the platform's responsibility. But well, why can't you have it's control not over the, that? It's not the platform. Well, it's you, essentially you pushed do, to you. You do have control over it. Stop looking at models. I don't. <laughs> you, you're essentially talking to me. I don't. And every, every other thing I see, that pops up. I don't. I don't know. No. All right, all right. Well, we gonna switch yeah, gears. Yeah, we, we had that. We had we that, go, and I had that conversation. We gonna switch gears. And I bring it here because I had that conversation at Facebook. I had that okay. conversation with them there. Well, we gonna cover this next story, which is more uh, something that you probably have experienced, or we've talked about also about the NBA um, bringing virtual reality to the sport, and so this company called Magic Leap has actually partnered with the NBA to create digital basketball games that people can watch through um, putting on its goggles. And so you're literally able to experience a basketball game um, like you were on the court. And so uh, Shaq has actually said that this is pretty uh, phenomenal technology. Um, Pete, there was a video of him you know, wearing the Magic Leap glasses, and he said that the, the product was, was just incredible. Um, he said he was able to like see LeBron right in front of him, um, and then he saw, I guess he saw an Orlando Magic in a Los Angeles Laker game, and he said it was phenomenal. So my question to you is, this company, Magic Leap, has uh, raised about $1.9 billion. Do you think that this is the device that's going to be the game changer for the league? This is the race. This is the race, like the arms race. You know, <laughs> remember the cold, the, the first to make it to space. Okay? First to make it to the moon. First with the nuclear weapon. Right, right, right. Um, now virtual reality. There's this virtual reality race to uh, how can you watch a game? And the big hurdle right now, um, some more Facebook knowledge, is that before we release, before we go further, that you don't get the nausea um, related with wearing the goggles, and that's the toughest thing because it it it's, you, you essentially get a form of vertigo and it throws your brain off, um, where you start to get a headache after about you know fifteen or twenty, if not sooner, minutes. Yeah, remember we went to E three? I think it was last year. We I don't mm-hmm. know what product it was. It was the roller coaster. Two or three of them. No, we we almost on. like threw up afterwards. Yes. Yes, it's crazy. So that that's really the hurdle. Um, I think Facebook bought Oculus, right? Yes, they, uh, they own Oculus now. That's, that, that's their hurdle with saying we're not going to release this product. That's not going to be a home run. And um, I talked to the commissioner at the NBA, and there's a lot of work within um, these virtual reality goggles and being able to watch a game and interact um, with your favorite. Uh, athlete or actually play him one-on-one or see what it's like um, in a, a, a interaction that I'm excited to see. But that's such a, a crazy hurdle. Like, you'd almost have to, I guess, numb your mind up or, or numb yourself up or almost like you, you get into this world and you come out, take out the glasses, go use the bathroom, you're going to fall over if you've done it um, for too long. So um, I'm not quite sure what the answer is, Akili, but... Once that problem is solved, it's game over, huh? It's game over. Like, dude, like I, I imagine like watching a action film 
an X-Men movie um, where you're in there watching Wolverine fight against uh, Magneto or something crazy and they're jumping all around and you're within that scene or watching a horror film where it scares the life out of you because the guy essentially comes up behind you on your neck and hearing yeah. that vibration or, or yeah. gust of air or I, I'm sure you've done it before and you felt a missile or something come by and I, I was like, yo, why do I feel warm? Why do I feel hot? And it, it, it triggers things in your mind. Um, your brain just says, wait, warning, warning, get out. This feels exactly. real to you, right? Exactly. My, my thing is like, I mean, it's, it's, again, I think I said this earlier, with every form of technology, there is a, a positive, constructive use, but there's also the inverse of that, which is could be a destructive, uh, it could have destructive qualities. And so, like, I fear that people could be so immersed in these worlds because they're so, so you know, tr- true to form that they either, <laughs> they become unproductive or it could, it could actually do some, like, like psychological damage to them. So I think it's just finding the balance between that. Because, but then also with the virtual reality, you're able to, you know, apply that like in the educational field where, hey, if I'm a doctor or I'm a surgeon, before I, you know, perform open heart surgery on a real person, I could do it in this virtual reality space and mm. learn and actually go inside yeah. of a heart. So it's like, how do you find the balance between, you know, something that could lead you in the wrong direction because like you're seeing crazy imagery that's making you like tweak out yeah. or something that could actually help prevent, you know, the next person from from passing away because of a heart condition. So, interesting to see what the NBA does with this. I believe that the NBA is probably the most innovative of all the sports as they yeah, are with social media sure. and technology. So, I think that they'll be the first to bring it to like true market, you know what I'm saying? Being able to have like a, a sporting experience that is like literally like you're at the game, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yo, so let's get into uh, some popular culture stuff, some geek stuff. Were you a big fan of Jordan Peele's Get Out, the movie Get Out? Oh, my gosh. Was run it, run it, run it. Man, I I loved it because you watched the film. You had one thing in your mind. You know, you watched the the teaser, and they essentially tell you what it's about. And you think you got it all figured out. And you watch, and it it gives you so much more in the movie and then you got to come back and watch it two more three two or three more times to get the depth of That's what's right. going on and, and the message and there's a there's a couple like there's three verticals of the value there um you see the original storyline that you see um, then you see the the comedic element, the one that's just right in front of your yeah, face, the, the funny friend. The, the easy thing to grasp. Yeah, the easy thing to grasp. And then this deeper message of our society and saying, whoa, what is going on here? And so, I love that. It was it was like a white-black thing, but I don't care what race, color, or creed you were, you saw and understood this deeper uh, message that was going on and get out. So, so how, how long have you been in the sunken place, brother? Wow. <laughs> anywho, anywho. Wow. Yo, so the movie came out last year on February 24th, and as we all know, it made over $100 million. But guess what, my man? We should definitely go. It's coming back out on Monday, February 19th, at all AMC theaters, and mm. it's going to be free. Really? Exactly. You can go see the movie on February 19th for free at all AMC theaters this President's Day. I think that's pr- pretty cool. Never really seen anything like that before. That's super dope. Exactly. Okay, okay. Did you have you heard about Apple developing a drama series based on Kevin Durant's life? Hmm. That sounds pretty cool, a right? Drama series. Yeah, they're developing a, a TV drama called Swagger, and it's basically about Kevin Durant's childhood, and it's going to explore 
the world of the AAU, which I'm, I know you're familiar with, um, and basketball players, the lives of the, of the players, the families, and the coaches. And it's actually uh, going to be directed by my man, Reggie Rock um, Blythewood, who um, directed and wrote um, Notorious B.I.G., uh, Notorious, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also uh, wrote and directed the Fox TV series Shots Fired. I think this could be pretty dope. What do you think? Man, that I mean, that, that's huge. And I, I love that uh, NBA athletes, their popularity is growing. Um and we're this Kevin Durant is, is is setting the stage where he can reach out um, and take people in, into his life, a personal touch, and see uh, essentially w- what it was like for him being Kevin Durant. Everybody just assumes like, oh, it's so easy, man. You guys just go out there, make free throws, just win the game. You guys suck. Everybody has these opinions, but <laughs> you're gonna really see what that hard work uh, looks like. I always say, um, and you know this up, but behind a lot of success. Um, there's a lot of pain, man. Like, there's a lot of, what you mean? of the pain behind success, uh, behind people that make it, guys that make it in the NBA. Um, and there's a lot of hurt. And as a child, when you can take that pain and hurt, unfortunately, at a young age, and you, you siphon that in a positive place and you create an energy on a basketball court <clears throat> uh, in which you become... A, a NBA all-star, which you just make it to the NBA. Um, there's nothing like that, man. That That's that's just so amazing to me. And I think bringing that experience um, to, the, to the people at home who can see that and understand it, and more importantly to the children, to where they'll have a deeper respect for a Kevin Garnett or another uh, NBA or NFL or another professional athlete to see what this guy has actually gone through and come into the psyche before you just get get up to judge it. That guy shouldn't have said that or he should have this said this or or he should have made his free throws and you don't know what's going on in his life. All you see is the money. Hey, I mean you can't judge a book by its cover. We all know that. And every 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 person has their own walk in life, right? Everyone mm-hmm. has to go through their own trials and tribulations. And I think you know, testament to a lot of you know athletes, especially you know African American athletes and entertainers, that we've been able to figure out a way to turn our woes into wows, mm. to take a bad situation of how we were raised or the environment we were raised in and make something positive out of it. Yeah. So yeah, people might trivialize all the hard work and effort that went into what your success is but at the end of the day as long as you know in your heart and in your mind that you know your energy and effort is put in a great place you harness you harness that god gift and you did something you made something out of life and inspired other people that's what it's all about and the fact that now like he can have a, a director write something about his yes. childhood that will then that's again deep. inspire <laughs> yeah. other people i think it's phenomenal but thinking about inspiration baby black panther what's up man you going i'm ready bro all right i'm, I'm beyond ready um I'm pleasantly surprised, man, that there's such a, a, a welcoming and a movement. Let's like, Because I was like, me and you, we're already all in with Marvel. And I was just ecstatic um, to see this story unfold. Not only is it just, even if this was White Panther, I'd go to see it's a dope movie. But it's Black Panther. There's so many uh, people behind this film and this theater. Like, dude, like, I didn't expect this. This is like a, a win. I didn't expect such a welcoming through... Um, Hollywood and the world about this, and I was just excited. From I was just geeked to di- like we're this is geek time, you know what I'm saying? But just the 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 
the support, dude. Like maybe you said, maybe you're telling me something different. I didn't know the support would be there like that. I know. And to it. me, it's it's an icing on the cake, brother. And I'm I am excited to go and see this. And like I said, dude, if this was White Panther, I'm excited to see it. But is it Black Panther? I'm even more excited, man. And this is just a like just a dope, dope film, man, coming out. Hey, man, I am I am through the roof. Um, with excitement, like I feel like I've been saying it for since 2017. It's going to be the first black film that's been written, directed, and 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 casted that will reach a billion dollars. That's mm. that's huge, and it's sad to say that this will be the first. Yeah. But like that's that's tremendous in terms of what it will represent for young black boys and girls that don't really have hero mm. figures to look up to, but can actually look on the screen and see some something that represents and and reflects. Th- who they are. You can be an actor. Not just an you actor. You can be anything you want to Ex- be. Precisely. Just you, be- you can do that. Exactly. <laughs> and so, man, I-, I love seeing the cultural nuances that are being communicated through the film and just to have something that is getting so much attention um, th- across the world. And the movie's not even out. I think it's phenomenal. It's breaking records. It's already 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It'll be the first movie uh, to-, to sustain that if it does. Yo, that, like, it's already you. broken records for pre-sales. Like, it's on track to do over, I think, $170 million the first week and let me give you food for that, bro. Like, I would love to see, like, a Marvel Asian character, a Marvel Spanish character that takes me into, like, like what's that culture? Like, let's go exactly. back to these roots. Like, exactly. that, like to me, like, I just, bro, I love yeah, that's people, tight. man. That's like, that's, that's dope. Like, let's yeah. let's run so with this. Celebrate the, the specificity yes. of, 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 a, yes. of, a, of a people's culture. So, yeah. Love um, each other, man. I will be you. going to see it tomorrow. Um, I don't know about you. You'll probably see it a couple weeks from now. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My last note, though, did you hear about the uh, the Facebook group that got shut down? They were they were the, they created like an anti Black Panther group because <laughs> Man, did you hear about that? I didn't hear about that. Like that's okay. sad, bro. Right? Like you, you can't take that as anything but racist. Right? <laughs> you, yeah, I'm sorry. I cannot. I, I can't fathom a better thought in my mind of why. Man. Well, anyway, anywho, we will still prevail. This movie will be an amazing experience. Thank you. I can't Thank wait to you, see man. it once and twice. Maybe three times. Maybe we'll go get to see it together. Yes, sir. Um, yes, yeah, sir. Man, uh, I think that just wraps it wraps it for us today. Uh, where can the people find you? At the Ryan Hollins uh, on Twitter, Ryan Hollins on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm all over the airways right now. Yeah, where can people find you on the airways? Man, I've been on Nacion ESPN, been doing uh, ESPN 710, ESPN National, NBA Insiders. Um, uh, the locker room show we're coming on Saturdays um, so man just check your boy out check out my social media pages for the latest updates and when you can see me um, it's been a blessing yes, appreciate sir. you hey, brother man. thanks for having me on hey we'll, we will have you on very soon man and the people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E as always man thank you for coming on the oh, show man. and man let's go see this Black yes, Panther sir. let's yes, go right sir. now let's get it <laughs> I'm All there right. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.